Star Wars 7x7 episode 3523. We're continuing our series of breakdowns and deep dives on the first episodes of The Bad Batch that debuted on Wednesday. Today we are talking about episode 2, Paths Unknown, and this episode is our 7 Takeaway Breakdown. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So this is about Paths Unknown, the second episode of Season 3 of The Bad Batch. And this is our patented 7 takeaway breakdown. We'll start, as we usually do with these, with our high-level summary of the episode, which features Hunter and Wrecker getting some intel on a possible location for Dr. Hemlock's laboratory. It turns out that it is an older location, the Dantooine of laboratories, if you will. Will, but it's not quite a dead end. They are able to extract some data from inside the bombed out facility that will give them an idea of where they can continue their search for Wayland and Mount Tantus. They get a sector, basically, so it's a start, although it is a lot of space to explore. And of course, the planet is not actually Dantooine. It's called Cetron, which was not mentioned in the episode, but they named it in the episode guide material that they posted on StarWars.com after the episode's released. For a second takeaway, I want to flag our opening scene with the Durand family. So Roland Durand, who we met in season one of The Bad Batch, returns here. And we also meet his boss here, Lady Durand, who was only mentioned in that one episode in season one. Very impatient person, as we find out, but also willing to be swayed by Roland. I'm going to say I think it's pretty likely that we're going to see them again later on in this season. And the reason why has to do with that captain that they brought in that they eventually dropped into the abyss. So they could have brought any other prisoner into this audience chamber and said, you're on trial for X, Y, and Z, and showed how you know cruel and quick to judgment and heartless they were by just dropping them in the pit. But the fact that it was another Durand captain who was accusing the syndicate of having gone weak under Lady Durand's rule and trying to get other people to chime in and then calling them cowards, like that's setup material for future stories storytelling stuff. For a third takeaway, we'll talk about what's been going on with four of our favorite clones. So Hunter and Wrecker have been continuing the search for Omega, and it has been, quote, too long, unquote, as Hunter says to one of those clone cadets. We'll get to those guys in a moment. But over the course of the months that Omega has been gone, the roles have kind of shifted a little bit between Hunter and Wrecker. Hunter is starting to get more impatient and willing to make kind of rash decisions, whereas Wrecker is the one who's starting to show a little bit of care and caution and a need to be strategic about the actions that they take. After all, it's Hunter who is saying that he wants to investigate the coordinates they got from the Durans without Rex and Echo showing up, and Wrecker is the one who's saying, hey, the last time we went someplace without backup, we didn't all come back. Hunter overrules him, though, and they're off to Cetron, even without Rex and Echo, who are off elsewhere and together, presumably, because we find out that it will take two rotations for them to get to Hunter and Wrecker's position, and Hunter doesn't want to wait that long. We don't know what Rex and Echo are up to. I guess we can presume that they may have aided in the search for Omega at some point, but they also have their own activities that they've been involved with, too. 
For a fourth takeaway, this episode actually allows us to piece together a little bit more of the background events that are happening within the Bad Batch. For example, in season one in the episode War Mantle, there's a scene where a bunch of clones are seen leaving Kamino and they're told that they are being transferred elsewhere for new training. And in this episode, the clone cadet survivors that Hunter and Wrecker find, so Mox and Deke and Stack, they tell Hunter and Wrecker that they had been told they were being transferred to Cetron for additional training, but that that wasn't true. In fact, they were prisoners and they were being experimented on or at least having you know blood samples taken away from them but eventually the empire had to abandon the facility we'll talk about why in the next takeaway and in the episode metamorphosis from season two of the bad batch that's the episode we first meet dr royce hemlock he is arriving at mount tantis for the first time and we can now determine that he was arriving there having departed the facility on Cetron, where all of the clone experiments and prisoners and activities were being transferred to after the abandonment of the Cetron facility. Now, why did they abandon it? Well, surprise, surprise, the Empire is doing really awful experiments on various creatures. We already knew that from the Metamorphosis episode where we saw a juvenile Zillow Beast, that creature returning from the events of the Clone Wars that we had previously seen that beast end up in. As for what this thing was on Cetron, heaven only knows, the clone cadets refer to it as Slither Vines. The vines themselves seem to have some level of awareness and intelligence, and you can't shoot them with blasters because that makes them more aggressive, and in some cases, also also makes them sort of splinter off into these little tiny three-legged creatures with teeth on their legs, according to the audio description. And in some cases, as the audio description says, they can grow to kraken-like proportions, basically. The description describes it emerging kraken-like when they are inside the lab and trying to get the data from that one terminal while the you know, big boss, as it were, is coming after them. For a sixth takeaway, I want to flag a couple of the guest appearances here because it's really awesome. The clone cadet Mox, the ostensible leader of those three, is voiced by Daniel Logan, who you might know best as having played young Boba Fett in Attack of the Clones. And Lady Durand is voiced by a Hollywood icon, Angelica Houston, who is doing now her second Star Wars voice role. She was the voice of the Sith Mother in Star Wars Visions Volume 2, the episode Screechers Reach. For a seventh and final takeaway, I'll flag some of the connections that this episode makes with other Star Wars storytelling. For a start, when Stack and Deke are inside the Marauder, one of them says, hey, it's a DC-17 blaster. Now, I don't know if this was intentionally done this way, but at least this is where my mind made the connection. So the DC-17 blaster sound, actually, the original blaster sound that was created in the Star Wars Republic Commando video game was reused by David W. Collins when the character Scorch from Delta Squad, a Cologne Commando Squad appeared for the first time in The Bad Batch in Season 2. David, of course, is the sound designer, sound editor, re-recording mixer for a bunch of Star Wars live-action and animation projects. Not to mention music and sound effect work, too. Then there's another one for Jedi Fallen Order when Wrecker gets on the ground on planet Cetron where he says that the place smells like a rancid Jotaz. Jotaz are these creatures that show up in Jedi Fallen Order that you have to fight that are very difficult to kill. Basically, you have to beat them with overwhelming force. 
And then the clone cadets refer to the orbital bombardment that happened as a base Delta Zero order. This is something that showed up in Star Wars Rebels, actually. It got mentioned a couple of times. It's intended to be an orbital bombardment that just destroys the population. It apparently had been something the makers of Star Wars Rebels were considering as the endgame event for what would happen on Lothal. Ultimately, it didn't quite happen, but they did keep mentioning base Delta Zero stuff a couple of times in season one. So that's what I've got for you on our seven takeaway breakdown about Paths Unknown, which is episode two from season three of The Bad Batch. That's going to do it for this episode of the show. If you enjoy the show, please, if you haven't done so yet, leave a rating or review on your favorite app. Your favorite app also has a subscribe or a like or a join or a follow button. I hope you'll hit that as well. Those two actions help more people find the podcasts on the various apps, and so does just telling other people. Tell other Star Wars fans that you know that this Daily Dose of Star Wars joy exists for them. And if you really enjoy the show and want to help support its continued creation, every little bit helps. Just head over to patreon.com SW7X7 to learn more. And it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for this episode, as always, and may the Force be with you, wherever in the world you may be. By seven is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyrighted by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.